Make this happen in three, two, one. Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. It's me, it's me, it's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live on the line with my boy on the other side of the state. Mr. Fermi, welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Man, we got a full week of sports. We got Matchin kicked us off, World Series, a little Thursday night Eagles football. NBA is happening. I mean, it's it's chaos. It is chaos. You know, I was actually listening to another podcast. I won't say what it was. But uh, one of their co-hosts actually had his gallbladder out in emergency surgery on Saturday as well. Fermi, I'm just giving you a heads up. You better be careful in the next couple weeks. Yeah, thanks for the heads up. I, I don't know that I can do much for prevention, but I'll just be aware that it's, it's going around the podcast community. Well, speaking of prevention here, it's a great NCAA Week 10. Uh, it, it, there's some great matchups. We're really deep into conference play here. Before we get started, real quick, anything that's caught your attention now that we've gone further into conference play for me? No, not, not specifically. I mean, we're just getting down to, to where it's going to start really impacting bowl season. I mean, all these teams are now starting to fight for bowls. You can tell who's on the cusp of being bowl eligible versus really doesn't have a shot or is already a lock. Um, and then, of course, I love conference tournament, like the conference championships for those conferences that have them. So it's it's going to be a great you know month leading up to bowl season here. I mean, we're we're at the home stretch. Well, let's get into it. We've got five games: two tonight and three tomorrow. UTEP at Rice. Rice minus three and a half over under forty seven and a half. Then you have App State, still minus three, over under 63.5 at Coastal Carolina. Duke, minus 9.5, over under 47.5 at Boston College. UConn at home, minus 15.5, over under 40.5 against UMass. And then Oregon State is getting 4.5 on the road at Washington, over under 54.5. Fermi, anything on your slate? Yeah, so the Oregon State-Washington game, I know we chatted about this a little bit earlier um, through texts, but I do like the under in that game. Um, weather is supposed to be a rain and snow mix. I don't think it's going to be a ton of rain um, that it was originally forecasting, and I don't see crazy winds either. But it's going to be really cold, and that that number's high to begin with, in my opinion, 54-and-a-half. Washington's secondary is finally healthy. Their preseason secondary is going to be on the field for the first time together um, this season and healthy. So I like Washington in this one also, minus three and a half, but I'm going to probably be on this under. And then the other game that I'm leaning is Coastal plus three at home. Um, this is only App State's third road game. And they beat A&M early and lost to Texas State. So this is the only the third time App State is on the road this year. Fermi, that line just changed live on my screen to three and a half. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't understand why Coastal doesn't get any any love, man. None. Why None. that? I, I think it's I think it's a defensive issue. I think what happened with Old Dominion exposed them, and I think that certainly App State has a strong run game, and they are certainly competent at quarterback. So I mean, they they could get up and down the field on Coastal. To be honest with you, I'm leaning the over. I think I might go with the over. It's it's such a, ter- a stereotypical play for me. Um, the offense obviously runs around McCall the entire way for Coastal Carolina, and they are a run first offense. But if App State gets a lead, they have to start passing the ball. And App State has been exposed for a weak pass secondary this year, no matter what anyone says. I mean, come on. Look what Texas State did to them. So there's going to be openings up there. I want to take Coastal on the side, especially if it's plus three and a half. 
But definitely lock me in. I'll take that over 63 and a half. For me, I can't do an under. I, I, I know I was the one that sent you that thing about the whole Oregon State and Washington. I don't know if I can waste my under on that. I, I really can't. Yeah, I, I'm going to be on that under. I, I do like it. I think it's getting cold, too. Both of those teams run the ball pretty effectively. Washington can sling it, though, with Penix. I mean, he's he. I mean, he's fully capable. I think he, he was the nation's leading passer. He still might be. I haven't looked at the stats. But, I mean, he's right up right up to the top. Uh, speaking of a under in play, Army Air Force over-under is 40.5 for me. I want to say, I, I can't remember the statistics, but I think it's like – 68%, 70% of these games between the academies goes under. Uh, Air Force is minus 7.5, has not looked as strong as predicted or projected. Uh, any thoughts on this before we hit the regular slate? Yeah, yeah. So this is a, this is actually a really interesting game. I was looking at, at time between snaps on the offensive side of the ball, and Air Force is the slowest paced team in the nation. Army is the sixth slowest. Air Force runs at 86% of the time. Army runs at 81% of the time. Think about that. I don't know how they get to 40 points aside from breaking big runs. Um, just because if, if they just methodically move the ball down the field, they they will not have enough time to get to 40. Right. And, uh, and you look at Air Force has already played Navy. And other than the one explosive play that, that Air Force had in that game, even Navy made a correction, and the game was only like 10-3 or 13-3 or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I truly think it's going to be the same thing. I mean, Air Force is more explosive on offense than Army is. Um, so I, I sort of like Air Force to cover, but if it's 13-10 or 13-3, like I don't love taking a seven-point spread in that game. Also, two of Army's three wins this year were against the FCS teams. The only team they beat, FBS team, was El Louisiana Monroe. I mean, Army is not good. They are they are not good this year. I, I like the under in this game. I know it's only 40, but that seems like a high number. Let's get these noon, noon games. I'm going to say noon because I was about to say North Carolina. Let's get these noon games going. Here we go. Virginia at home against North Carolina. Over under is 60.5 with Virginia getting 7.5 points. Uh, Iowa is getting 3.5 on the road at Purdue. Over under 69.5. Minnesota is minus 15.5 at Nebraska. Over under 45.5. Maryland is getting 4.5 on the road at Wisconsin. Over under 49.5. Kentucky is minus 1.5 at Mizzou. Over under 40.5. Ohio State is minus 38.5 on the road at Northwestern. Over under 55.5. Western Kentucky minus 16.5 on the road at Charlotte. Over under 72.5. Texas A&M at home minus 3.5 against Florida. Over under 55.5. Tulane minus seven and a half at Tulsa over under 57 and a half and Texas Tech is getting eight and a half over under 69 and a half at TCU a lot of trap games for me and let me put this out there Tulsa seems like a trap game this Texas Tech even though TCU is is at home this this TCU team seems a little bit vulnerable and Texas Tech has really been hit or miss this Florida line is fishy to me why is Florida plus three and a half that seems like it should be closer to a pick um, I, I actually like them getting four and a, uh, three and a half points there. And then uh, this Kentucky minus one and a half at Mizzou. That seems like a total trap and stay away game for me, Fermi. But just throwing some general out there to see if anything uh, strikes your fancy, per se. Yeah, yeah. So Texas A&M, TCU. I, Texas Tech is the second fastest team in the country. TCU is one of the most efficient teams in the country. 
Um, they have 7.2 yards per play, which is pretty much off the charts. I mean, that's really efficient. I like the over in this game more than anything. I, I It's going to depend on how many points Texas Tech can put up because I'm pretty confident TCU is going to get theirs. Um, so I saw it at 69 and a half. I, I'm liking the over, but I don't know if I'm going to be on it. The one that I really liked out of this slate was – Maryland plus five at Wisconsin. I like the over there, and it's at 50 and a half. And Wisconsin has had six consecutive overs. Maryland has had three consecutive. Both are efficient offenses. Both quarterbacks are fully capable of throwing it. Um, I think 50 and a half is low. I know it's Big Ten football, but I still think that's a low number. And then I was leaning, believe it or not, I was leaning under in the UNC-Virginia game. Um, UNC's 4-0 on the road, all against much better offenses. I think they cover. Virginia has one over, one push, six unders, and it's possible that UNC's looking ahead to Wake next week. Um, so I, I just I think UNC covers. You, Virginia's offensive line has been atrocious. They can't score. Brennan Armstrong was supposed to be so much better this year. He had a lot of weapons back. And he just he has no time to even throw, so I think I think UNC runs away with it, and I think the total stays below sixty. I'm going to give you a cause for concern and question. My cause for concern on that over for Texas Tech and TCU is that there is no established quarterback for Texas Tech right now, and I am not a fan of the quarterback carousel. Uh, Morton has done a very good job, but he was atrocious last week. They put in shock. He got. He's the reason that that over hit for me. I mean, he threw an interception, and then and then Baylor just went. If Tech punts it, it, it changes the game. But Baylor just was going for the jugular in that game. That's why it went over. So I have no idea who's in a quarterback and how long they're going to stay in, especially if they start to change their style. If, if they want to go to to more of their mobile quarterbacking than they do their passing side, it's going to change the game. I don't know if I would touch it. I think I'm just going to be a fanboy on that one. My question is, Maryland-Wisconsin has went from 52.5 to 49.5. I mean, why is that total dropping for me if they've been hitting these overs? I don't know. I mean, it, it could be uh, weather-related. I don't know what the weather's going to be up in Madison. Um, but, I I mean, if if they are able to throw the ball, I think Tagovailoa is back. Um, Graham Mertz has been good. I, I'll have to look just to make sure there are no notable injuries, but – I, I mean, they've there've been they've they've had they all they've both had consecutive overs six for Maryland, you know six for Wisconsin three for Maryland. I mean, it's, they're putting up points. Uh, you know me, I love an over, so we're gonna have to talk about that after this is over. Twelve thirty, Georgia Tech is plus two and a half at Virginia Tech, over under forty and a half. South Florida is minus three and a half at Temple, over under fifty and a half. Old Dominion plus two and a half. At home against Marshall, over under 46.5. Baylor, plus 3.5, over under 61.5 at Oklahoma. Louisiana Tech getting 2.5 at home, over under 63.5 against Middle Tennessee State. Georgia State, plus 2.5, over under 48.5 at Southern Miss. Penn State, minus 13.5 at Indiana, over under 50.5. Pittsburgh, minus 3.5, over under 48.5 at home against Syracuse. Oklahoma State is, it looks like this actually might be a pick game at this point. It looks like it's one and a half. I only see minus 110 here straight, so that might actually be a pick or minus one and a half. Over under is 64 and a half at Kansas. Michigan State is plus 17 and a half. 
over under 40 and a half against Illinois. Oregon is minus 31 and a half at Colorado over under 62 and a half. And I'll stop before the Tennessee Georgia game. So we'll go Stanford plus four and a half over under 49 and a half at home against Washington state. A couple things here. One, I don't know what kind of, what kind of state Michigan state is in, especially after that debacle that they had. I don't know if those guys were starters. I don't know if the coaches lost the ship. This one could get ugly and Illinois is playing to go to the big 10 championship. So keep an eye on that game. 17 and a half is a lot. This Kansas Oklahoma state over has my interest. It's dropped. So I'm wondering if there's a quarterback concern on Oklahoma state side, definitely need to check them on that. And I'll, and I'll hand the ball off to you on that one for me in a minute, but that one could be, if Sanders is in there, I don't see how this one goes under. Also, uh, stay away from this Georgia State Southern Miss game. I love Sunbelt play. Southern Miss is the craziest team on the face of the planet. They they have no quarterback, then they have a quarterback, then they have a running back that runs a Wildcat. Then all of a sudden, Frank Gore decides that he wants to be a quarterback. This team is to not be trusted, period, point blank. And finally, Baylor, Oklahoma, 61 and a half. I feel like this is kind of a new Oklahoma, a new day. I think this game has the potential to go over. I do want to see what quarterback is in for Baylor. Uh, again, I don't know if he's sustained any injuries. He, the, their starter did come back against Tech. So, uh, but but Baylor, Tech should have played better in that game. I just point back to that it was ugly. Um, it should have been way tighter. They just the, the turnovers were insane. So, uh, I want to lean Oklahoma here, and I want to lean over, but I want to make sure all the important pieces are in play for me. All right, so I got two games on this slate that I, I can talk about here. So Middle Tennessee minus two and a half at, Louis, at Louisiana Tech. Um, over under 63, I like the over. La Tech, seven of eight overs, and they've given up over 38 points in six of their eight games this year. Think about that. Ooh. That is atrocious defense. Middle Tennessee, they are top 10 in tempo. And they throw it about 57% of the time. I think you're going to see a lot of points in that game. Louisiana Tech can score as well. So it's not a one-sided attack. Um, I, I, that's a game that just intrigues me. Um, secondly, Marshall minus three at, at Old Dominion over under 46 and a half. Marshall has had seven of their games under. And also Marshall outright lost four of the five games they were favored in. So I'm leaning ODU at home um, and the under, but my, my, my favorite lean there is ODU plus points. Marshall coming off a loss. I just want to let you know, it makes my heart sing that of all the games that I mentioned there, you pick a conference USA and a Sun Belt. If, if you don't think that I've impacted you for me, it's, it's just a straight, it's just a straight lie. It's fake news. Yeah, no, you definitely have, man. And there's there's value in these games. Um, they don't get a lot of the mainstream attention if you flip on ESPN, but there's certainly value there. And the same trends exist in all these teams, regardless of you know conference. So before I run through the rest of the three thirty and into the six o'clock, it's hard not to highlight Tennessee uh, getting eight and a half at Georgia over under sixty six and a half. Anything specifically that you like to talk about that game? So call me crazy, man, but I'm leaning under. It's insane, but I know they're two of the top scoring offenses, but I think Georgia has to slow the pace. 
and keep the ball away from Hooker, right? And Jalen Hyatt has been unbelievable. Have you seen his numbers? Nine touchdown receptions. I mean, he's going berserk. Um, So I think the only way the over happens is if Tennessee comes out and gets like 14 or 17 quick, like, you know, first two or three drives, points on the board. And I think that's the only way it happens. Otherwise, Georgia's going to slow it down. They're going to control the clock. Georgia has the number one scoring defense in the country. Um, I, I mean, they lost a ton to the draft last year, but teams like this reload. I mean, that's what dynasties do. That's what Bama has done for a decade. That's what Clemson did for so long. I mean, Georgia's in that same same exact situation where it's next man up and their defense is going to show up. I, I do think it's going to be a very close game. I really don't lean aside because I think Tennessee is capable of hanging, but I just don't think it's going to be up and down the field like like some of the past showdowns have been. I think George is going to pump the brakes and shorten this game as much as possible. Fun fact, I actually loved the Georgia Bulldogs when I was a little kid because of the Bulldog. That was actually the first – That was the first – college. Did you like the logo or the actual dog on the field? Both. Okay. And the first college sweatshirt. So I, I had an uncle that lived down in Tallahassee and uh, a cousin who actually went to Georgia for journalism. And um, they they sent me a uh, Georgia sweatshirt for Christmas. I was in fourth grade. I'll never forget this. And I was so excited to come back from Christmas break with this Georgia sweatshirt on. It was, it was, so, it was one of those old starter ones. I mean, it was an awesome sweatshirt for me. I put it on my lamp to warm it up, and it burned a hole in the bottom of it. And I was I was so embarrassed, and my mother was like, "We're not getting another one." I mean, was, oh my god, I'll never forget it. I was so hurt. I used to I used to stay up late and watch the Georgia Auburn games. Like those were big. Like Auburn was pretty good. Georgia wasn't that that as good in the nineties. Um, and then I just veered away from them. But yes, I did love that bulldog. I was one of bulldogs. So a little sentimental value because I don't have anything to say about that game. UCF is minus three and a half at Memphis over under 58 and a half. West Virginia is getting seven and a half on the road at Iowa state over under 50 and a half. New Mexico is getting 15 and a half at Utah state over under 42 and a half. UTSA is a pick them right now against UAB over under 51 and a half. Navy is getting 18 and a half on the road at Cincinnati over under 45 and a half. Liberty is getting 14 and a half on the road at Arkansas over under 61 and a half. North Texas is minus 20 and a half at home over under 62 and a half against Florida International. South Alabama is minus three and a half over under 60 and a half against Georgia Southern. At Georgia Southern, Troy is minus three and a half over under 43 and a half at Louisiana. Texas State is getting one and a half at UL Monroe over under 52 and a half. And I will stop there with a little bit of a little bit of knowledge. I feel like I've heard some things again from that other podcast about the South Alabama Georgia Southern over that sitting at 60 and a half. And that should be an up and down game specifically because Georgia Southern has really opened it up a little bit. They just feel like hit or miss to me. I don't know. That might be a Saturday morning play. Uh, the Arkansas team of the early year here has started to open up for me and it seems like they want to go. And so I kind of lean towards this over at 61 and a half against Liberty Liberty, a very quiet seven and one team for me. Quite, quite interesting on, on their behalf to, to, to go that far under the radar. But, I mean, they're in contention for a New Year's Six here if they, if they run this thing out. And that would be a real 
big win for them. Do I think that they could beat Arkansas? No, I'm just saying generically it would be a big win. Cincinnati, another one. Last year's uh, playoff team, minus 18 and a half. Guys, Navy's awful. I can tell you from seeing them in person live, they're bad. They're bad. I think Cincinnati wins this thing by four touchdowns. I don't know how Navy scores against them, and, and I don't know how Navy stops them on that one. And then, Fermi, your UTSA Roadrunners, again, they are on the road, but how can you not pick the Roadrunners here? UAB has been wildly inconsistent, lost games that they, one, shouldn't have lost to, but got beat up in. Fermi, a lot of action in that 3.30 to 7 o'clock slate. Yeah, and I have two other games that you didn't even touch on. So, New Mexico at Utah State, they're under 43. Utah State minus 14 and a half is my lean. They're 0-3 against the spread, um, which is, is not great. But that New Mexico offense is terrible. For New Mexico State to beat them by double digits, that tells you a lot. So... Um, I'm leaning Utah State there to cover. I would love it to get, love to get it below uh, 14, though. And then Troy at Louisiana Lafayette plus three and a half um, for Louisiana Lafayette is my lean. That started at five and a half. It was at four and a half yesterday. It's down to three and a half. Um, Louisiana Lafayette at home is three and one. Troy just they're not winning convincingly at all. I think Louisiana Lafayette. I think coming off of a loss. It's going to be a slow game. It's going to be a one-score game. I think Louisiana Lafayette covers. For me, how are you not on these roadrunners? I might be. I looked at that game as well. Um, but I, they've been pretty inconsistent. You looked at their game log recently? I know, but their quarterback's so good. Yeah, Frank Harris, yeah, he's he's the real deal. And he has a lot of weapons. I, I, I have to look at their injury situation just to make sure everybody's still healthy. But... Um, yeah, they're certainly capable of running away with it. That might be that might be a three team parlay for me. I might go UTSA, Cincinnati minus eighteen and a half, and over I'd probably move it to sixty one for Arkansas Liberty. That might be a play for me. And I'm really going to have to look a little bit further in this South Alabama, Georgia Southern. Those guys got into my head. I was going to stay away from this game. But, man, when I hear someone say over, all of a sudden I start thinking differently. And, ooh, doggy, it'll be, it may be on the slate. Let's get into the 7 o'clock time slot here. Texas is minus 2.5. What? At Kansas State, over under 54.5. BYU is plus 8.5 at Boise State, over under 55.5. Houston, plus 3 at SMU, over under 65.5. Alabama, minus 13.5 at LSU, over under 56.5. UNLV, plus 6.5 at San Diego State, over under 47.5. Michigan, woo. Remember, that? wasn't this like a 78 to nothing or something? Minus 25.5. Over under 45.5 at Rutgers. I apologize. My, my uh, computer just reminded me of something. Florida State is minus 7.5 at Miami. Over under 53.5. JMU is getting 7.5 on the road at Louisville. Over under 52.5. Arizona is getting 17.5 at Utah. Over under 68.5. And then we'll stop with South Carolina, minus 6.5, over under 47.5 at Vanderbilt. For me, a couple notes. One, that JMU-Louisville game, ooh, that's just an all-around good matchup, I think. I think that, I, agree. I, think, I agree. I think that is saucy. Here's another one. Florida State, man, don't we think that they might be able to put up double digits on this Miami team, like spread-wise? Beating them up a little bit? I don't know, Fermi. That seems a little juicy to me. UNLV plus six and a half. 
sniffing that bowl, sniffing it. That would be a huge turnaround for the program. Also, is LSU to not be trusted plus 13 and a half at home against Alabama? This game on any other normal slate. And again, how did LSU get ranked 10th? Besides the point, someone must know something that we don't. And they are four spots away from each other? Man, this would be interesting to see. That's for sure. Houston, are they fraudulent for me or are they starting to make the turn? They look for real whenever I saw them two weeks ago. I mean, SMU hit or miss this season. And again, Texas, minus two and a half at Kansas State. Again, Kansas State, whew, wow. I mean, not 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 your uh, not your grandfather's team here for me. Lots of action in that night slate. Well, so Kansas State, I feel the way the, about Kansas State is how I felt last week about Coastal Carolina. I did not understand the line. They're they're at home. They're home dogs playing better than Texas, and they're they're getting points. I I and they're they're doing everything they can to win. Yes, their backup quarterback is likely going to start, but he has been. I mean, he's been on point. Will Howard has been so good. They, they, arguably, their offense improved without Adrian Martinez. Um, they're just two very different quarterbacks. And I, I read an article that said it's very likely he's going to start even if Martinez is healthy. He's been that good. So I really do like Kansas State at home with the points. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a late afternoon game out there in Central. So I, I like that. Um Crazy stats I found on San Diego State, by the way. UNLV, San Diego State. San Diego State, they're obviously very slow offensively. But they have six passing touchdowns all year. And their leading rusher is 345 yards. They've played eight games. Awful. Like, I mean, Jalen Malin, he's been in at quarterback now. And he has been a step in the right direction. He's more of a dual threat guy. And I, I do think the offense has improved the last couple of weeks. That's why I think they will hold off UNLV here. And, and actually, I think they have a shot to cover this game. Um, it sounds awful to say after reading those stats, but I do think that's the likely outcome. A um, lot of good night games, man. You touched on a bunch of them. I do think Michigan just obliterates Rutgers. I don't think that's going to be close. I, I really like the JMU-Louisville matchup like you discussed. And I'm completely staying away from Miami and Florida State. I think that's just those rivalry games in, in state, they can go sideways quickly. I'm just avoiding completely. Well, let's continue some in-state rivalries here across the board and some out of them. Ready? Auburn getting 12 and a half at Mississippi State over under 50 and a half. Clemson minus three and a half at Notre Dame over under 44 and a half. Wake Forest minus four and a half over under 54 and a half at NC State. Colorado State getting 24 and a half at San Jose State over under. I think I said it was 44 and a half. Hawaii is on the road at Fresno State. Fresno State minus 27 and a half over under 62 and a half. California is getting 21 and a half. At USC, over under 60.5. UCLA is minus 10.5, over under 66.5 at Arizona State. Fermi, I'll be honest with you, Hainer back for Fresno State. Give me Fresno State by six touchdowns. I think they're going to just obliterate Hawaii in that game. Very likely. Very likely. The game I would probably lean, and I don't really love it, but it's a lean, would be the NC State at home plus the points. Four and a half points at home. 
I think they can certainly be Wake. Wake's starting to show signs of struggling a little bit, but I know their offense is pretty electric with Hartman. So a little bit of a toss-up there, but I would take the points again home at night. Phillies, plus 128 on the money line. Run line, plus 1.5, minus 137. Over under 7.5. Cindergard, Verlander, Fermi. Oh, boy. So, uh, Phillies, it's going to be a bullpen game for the Phillies tonight. I mean, obviously, they got no hit last night, which Romer still might be in bed. I'm not even sure. Um, I don't even know if he got out of bed this morning. Um, but I, I do think the Phillies find a way tonight to get a W, even against Verlander. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, and then it's going to be a heck of a series to let the final two games in Houston. Um, but I think they, they go back to Houston with the lead. That's my take. Speaking, what my, my thought is, is I haven't watched more than, uh, I want to say, Twenty-five innings of baseball this year, and that's because I went to three Pittsburgh Pirate games. So, and they were two and one. And the Pirates might be the best team in the city of Pittsburgh right now, which is crazy. Let that let that sink in, everyone. Also, another Philadelphia Houston game: Eagles Texans. Eagles minus fourteen and a half over under forty five and a half. Fermi, what would have happened if this game would have been in Philadelphia? That would have been. Oh my, the city would have burned to the ground. <laughs> it would have been crazy. What, any thoughts on this game? It went from nine and a half to fourteen and a half. Yeah. So honestly, on a Thursday night, I would probably take the points. Um, fourteen and a half is a lot of points to lay an NFL team, um, especially at home, right? So that's where my lean is. I just don't love Thursday games, double-digit point spread. And the Philly Philly fans are going to be – you can say what you want. They love the Eagles, obviously. They're going to be tuned into the World Series. Right. Um, and I certainly, the, you know, it, it doesn't impact the game outcome at all, where the, the viewing, the ratings are. But still, I think all the buzz in Philly is around the, the, the Phillies at this current point in time, just given that they know the Eagles are playing the Texans. As well. Final thing here for me, Monday, I believe, or is it Tuesday, college basketball starts? Holy cow, I didn't even realize it was tipping this quickly. Yeah, it's coming. Wow, I love that. I know there's a lot of exhibition games going on, like inter-squad stuff and stuff, but yes. um, I'm ready for it, man. What's the for, what's the opening tip-off? Like, who are the big games in the tip-off tournaments? Oh, wait for it. Okay. I haven't seen a game large yet. Uh, I don't know if there's game lines. I'm sorry to move, move the phone here. Give me one second. Um, I want to say, okay, it's, I think it's Tuesday, the eighth, Tuesday, the eighth is the first, is the first set of games. I believe, um, nope, I was lying. It's Monday. Uh, oh boy. Uh, Auburn, George Mason, uh, nothing, 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 nothing of interest. Duke Jackson, nothing of interest. No, Tuesday's going to be larger games. Um, I don't know, Fermi, we'll have to look. I don't see – nothing jumps off the page of me right now. Yeah, same. I'm looking as well. I got um, there should be some of these big tip-off tournaments starting, and they may be a little delayed after the, you know, the, the, the true early start. Right, right. 
Uh, any final thoughts here at the 31st minute and 45th second of the podcast for me? No, just, I mean, try to take it all in. This is some of the best time of the year for sports um, outside of, of course, March Madness. Um, and then I know you're not a big soccer guy, but seriously, the World Cup starts in three weeks. Oh no, which, I'm a, I, oh no, I'm a big World Cup soccer fan. For I me. didn't know you were. I didn't know you were that big. In the World Cup, oh, so. you kidding? I love the Dutch. Every year they put up the point. That's the over. The over plays. You you take the Netherlands. That's who you take. Take them over. I love it. We'll definitely be talking a little soccer. I'm not. I'm not deep into the World Cup, but I'm going to follow it pretty closely. This oh, year. oh, I am all over it for me. All over, overs in, in the World Cup, especially the opening round. As soon as it gets into the bracketed play, you slow it up. But in that, in those opening games, you got to find the right matchups with teams that are just happy to be there. You know what I mean? And they get outclassed. There's a couple of good websites. We'll definitely look into that for me. I love World Cup soccer. Love it. Let's do it. I don't think you know why we haven't talked about it. It's because usually it's in the summer. Yeah, true. Usually true. it's in the summer, and we don't get an opportunity to uh, to bet those games. I was actually so into it. I was going to have my bachelor party in Vegas whenever because uh, that was when the last World Cup was, and we were going to stay out there, and we were just going to stay up late and bet games all day because that's how much I like it. But that changed. So anything else for me? Nope, we're good to go, man. Great show. Love it. Let's let's fill it up this weekend. We'll be back on Saturday. We'll be back on Saturday, yes, with our coffee and quick picks early in the morning. I don't know who we're going to bring on. We'll have to call Fred the Pharmacist back on. Maybe Grombo can come back on. A lot of popularity for Homer, the Philadelphia Homer. You know, could be another big weekend for him. We'll see if he's got Homer. Maybe Carl. Maybe we can bring Carl back here for a little neutral, neutral betting advice. So we'll see. We have a lot of great sports, a lot of great games, and a lot of great fun ahead of us, everyone. Please continue to remember to stay safe. Please make sure that you like, share, subscribe, send this thing out. We see you guys down there in Australia. We see you guys over there in Western Europe. You guys who have been uh, sharing this and moving this around, we greatly appreciate you here on the Anonymous Gamblers uh, on the Anonymous Gamblers podcast, where it's only a problem when you're losing. Have a great one, guys.